Welcome to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network presented by Crossway Radio and NASCAR Digital Media. Hello everyone, my name is Justin Prince. Along with me is Taylor Burris with the producer Wayne Owens as we're ready for yet another exciting edition of the iRacers Download. To start off today, it was a busy time in the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series as a field of 10 playoff drivers were reduced down to just four to determine the championship, Taylor, and that was a thrilling time to say the very least. It certainly was. It was a crunch moment for a lot of drivers to try to see if they had what it takes to be in the final four. And as we battled it out at Talladega Super Speedway, a lot of questions laid on the line, a lot of uncertainty to see who would move on to the final four. And yet, after 94 laps, we were able to determine our final four that will be competing for the 2021 eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series Championship at Texas Motor Speedway. And it is none other than Mitchell DeYoung from 2311 Racing, Bobby Zelensky from Latart Esports, 2311's other driver, Keegan Leahy, and William Byron Esports' Logan Clampett will have the chance to battle it out for $100,000 in two weeks' time. And we have with us here tonight... Bobby Zelensky, Keegan Leahy, and Logan Clampett joining us here for this very special edition. Unfortunately, Mitchell is not able to make it due to the fact of some time zone differences, but we will hopefully get with him later on. But, gentlemen, welcome back to the iRacers Download. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Thank you. Of course. Well, let's get right into it. And, gentlemen, you had had a, a fantastic season Working your way through, I mean, let's start off with you, Bobby. You picked up two wins this season, six top fives, ten top tens out of the 17 races completed, an average finish of 10. The unpredictableness, as well as a lot of people pointing to you as being one of those road course ringers to go out and win at one of the road course events, but yet you picked up the wins at tracks that were well-skilled at, but still a surprise knowing your history in the eNASCAR series. Yeah, I, I mean, I always felt like over the years, I've always been just fine and, and great on ovals. It's just kind of like races don't go your way. I mean, Clampett here like kind of experiences that as well a lot of time. He hadn't won in forever, um, probably in his standards, and he got to win Atlanta this year, and he definitely deserved it and you know dominated, but it also went his way because he didn't have to deal with any cautions at the end. So like a lot of us, we'll, we'll have like a really good race, be leading, and then a caution kind of ruins it. And this year, like at Pocono, I was having a really good race running up for the lead, but the cautions also kind of fell my way at the end. And then at Darlington, uh, like I just had a really good strategy that put me up there for the win, I guess, regardless of the caution or not. Would have ever known if we didn't get the last caution, what would have happened? Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of been something I've been waiting to get more oval wins just from things playing my way. And then the road courses, I mean, I knew it was going to have a hard time with Mitchell coming in because he's just statistically a better road course racer than me in proper road cars. So I knew it would be tough. Um, but if I can trade road course wins for oval wins and maybe a championship, I'll take that trade. Certainly is. And of course, this is once again, you're back in it competing for a final four championship, Bobby. Knowing from your past histories of competing in championship races, such as here at Texas, how does that experience help bring you in for this race here? I don't know. I guess it just feels normal to me now. It's just like another year at this point because we seem to 
somehow make it every year um, from circumstances and such. Um, and last year felt like a big kind of blowing off point, just like a big explosion uh, with how everything went down in the in the last race and how close uh, I was to winning it. So now it's just I'm I'm a lot more chill about it, I guess. Like um, like last year, I really felt like it was my year and everything was going my way. Um, and it almost was, but this year I, I kind of like most of the year I was like, dang, I'm not making the playoffs. Like this is a bad year. Something happens here. I disconnect, blah, blah, blah. I wreck. Um, and all of a sudden we're in the race again. So like, I don't know what to expect. I just want to have a clean race and hopefully it's entertaining for the four of us and it's clean racing with the four of us and, uh, whoever wins is the best man. Certainly is. And Logan, we come to you now. You picked up one win, a pole, four top fives, eight top tens. I mean, a phenomenal season. And, of course, you were able to hold on by following your teammate to the win at Talladega this past week with William Byron Esports going 1-2. Talk to us a little bit about your thoughts going into this Final Four and your season. Um, It's, it's definitely going to be hard, uh, you know. Bobby, Keegan, and Mitchell, they're all three, you know, very smart racers and, you know, they're always running up front. Uh, in, in past years, uh, I feel like I've, I've had the pace in the playoffs. Uh, for example, you know, like 2018, I could have pointed my way in or won my way in. 2019 wasn't uh, really a great year for us. 2020, uh, we could have pointed our way in. In 2017, I was in the final four. Um, but obviously, uh, the second half of the regular season, all those years didn't really go our way. So I'm glad um, I get I get the opportunity to race in the championship four uh, once again, and finally uh, all, all all the hard work kind of just paid off. Uh, again, we didn't have another uh, good second half of the regular season. You know, we were you know on on the edge of almost not making it into the playoffs if, if something happened. So uh, thankfully we're in this position and we are, uh, we're coming off of some really good momentum, finishing second uh, two races in a row. Yes, indeed. A very strong stretch of races in turn for the second half or second third rather of the postseason heading into the final or the championship four for 2021. But it's the intriguing mark, too, of when you break it down to a technical alliance-wise, how do I put this politely? It's essentially almost a 3v1 of sorts for this season with the history that Zelensky, Leahy, and Dion have had versus yourself. What is your mind like on that, knowing you've got that battle power struggle almost? heading for the final for the championship four to see which one can come out on top. Um, it'll be definitely really interesting. Uh, they, you know, the Coanda cars They're they've always been really fast. They always bring really fast cars. Uh, so it could either be a, a really good thing or a really bad thing. You know, I mean, if, if we bring a really good car and, uh, you know, the, the three others, uh, don't have as good as a car, you know, maybe it would be easier, but, but, you know, obviously if they have good cars and, you know, I don't, then it, it would be a little bit harder. So it, it could go either way. I mean, I mean, we're all, we're all racing for a championship here. So, and a lot of money. So it'll, um, you know, it, it's, I think it's going to be a, a crazy championship race. Once again, I, I feel like it is almost every year. I just, uh, 
very curious what's going to happen this year. <laughs> I'm very curious indeed, too, as a result. And it's for a second, I want to turn to Bobby Zelensky in this for a kind of rebuttal on that because you're on the opposite side of the coin, Bobby, on that as well, where it's the three working together, but also it's the top prize and eNASCAR available. What's that like trying to weigh that out? overall or how that's going to be knowing it's going to be one of you three who come away with the top prize in the top of the prize pool in turn yeah well i gotta say we this is the third year command has been in the series as an NASCAR team and we haven't won it yet we've been really really close with keegan 2019 um getting second and i got second last year so it'd be great if at least one of us three wins of course i want it to be me um but like yeah, we, we all have to kind of race for ourselves. So it, it might be 3v1 going to the clamp, but it's really just a free-for-all because it's not like we're going to... We're not going to want to help each other out there. Uh, we're going to want to beat each other. So, you know, I don't... I can't see any team games going on. Um, we're kind of out there for ourselves. Um, but, I mean, clamp was kind of right. Like, we got to bring good cars, first of all. But if you've watched the season, it's not all about how fast you are. It's about making that right decision and and getting lucky sometimes um and just try to position yourself for that luck um yeah i mean i have no idea how it'll go i really don't i'm not gonna go come out here and say oh man i'm gonna win and beat those guys because even if i am faster than them and i'm leading all the laps we can have a caution with two to go it's all gonna be intriguing to say the very least and i want to turn to you keegan Leahy as well because You've also had a very stellar campaign. You're amongst this conversation as well in turn. Two victories on the campaign, four top fives, along with eight top tens this season. Very impressive numbers, to say the very least, in turn for yourself with how things have played out with an average finish of 13.5 throughout the campaign. And of course, the main thing is, too, on top of battling for the championship, there's also the team's championship conversation with 23-11 racing as well. What is the, this now like for you, knowing you've got another chance here in the championship for it, also a chance to win 23-11 racing 18 title? Yeah, well, just to quickly talk about the team championship, it looks like we've pretty much got it locked up. You know, Byron uh, Esports got a pretty good result last race with the 1-2, so uh, they're still in the hunt mathematically, but I think Mitchell and I pretty much have to finish outside the top 30 for it not to happen. Um, but yeah, uh, my year has been pretty good. Honestly, I think it was statistically, it's probably my worst year, but it's not like my performance has been bad. Um, it's just the competition's gotten so good now and everyone's really close on speed that it's hard to bang out those top fives every week. So yeah, I, even though the results haven't been above the moon or anything, they've been pretty good and I'm definitely happy with my performance. Uh, yeah, going into the race, like you guys were talking about, um, racing as a, like, whether we'll race as a technical alliance, not really, honestly, like it's just us three. And then I guess Chris Shearburn's in the race as well, but, um, we don't have allies or anything. It's, it's just going to be a straight up race between us three, hopefully the same with Logan. Um, we were kind of talking beforehand. It would be really ideal if the three of us get in the final, not just, or not for teaming up, but just to have as few uh, different, I guess, 
representatives of different organizations in the in the final four just because it makes it a straight up race you know like we're just racing for our title that's pretty much it um and the money of course now yeah going into it i think uh i know chris has already put in a lot of work for us we were kind of focused on talladega and making sure we had a good car for mitchell but um bobby and i and i'm sure mitchell were about to put in a lot of time and make sure we bring a fast car like bobby was saying is so important you mentioned that keegan with the importance of bringing in a good car when it comes to racing at a track such as texas you know the track is very interesting somewhat of a unique mile and a half circuit compared to some of the other circuits that we've dealt with in the past what do you think with this circuit coming into it since it's now the new season finale compared to the past where it was always homestead what does that have to do with the, maybe the possible changes going into this race? Yeah, well, these races are kind of determined by how strong the dirty air is, and how strong the dirty air depends on uh, how much lifting you have to do in the corners. So turns one and two, if anyone's driven Texas before on, on the iRacing sim, uh, or in real life, you'll, you'll know that you have to lift quite a bit in one and two. Um, especially in the pack, but in three and four, it's a lot higher banking, so it's more easily full throttle. So I think, and I haven't done any draft testing to know this yet, but I think the how close and crazy the race is will really depend on how much draft there is through three and four versus how much dirty air we get. So, you know, if we can easily full throttle behind another car, we're just going to suck right up to them in three and four, and then there'll be a lot of crazy stuff going on on the front stretch. But if you have to lift behind another car in three and four, especially as the tires start to wear out, you could see some spreading out of the field. Uh, That's what I would prefer, honestly, because I kind of like those races more than crazy pack races. Um, But, you know, maybe if I end up behind some of my competitors, I might be rooting for a crazy, crazy race and uh, come out with a a lucky win instead of a a merited win. (laughs) And if you want to discuss a little bit, you know, since you are teammates with Mitchell, not just with 2311, but also with Coanda, what was his emotion knowing that he is going to be competing for a Final Four championship? Honestly, I don't know how he does it. Um, <laughs> he seems like really casual about it. And I guess it's just because he's got so much on the go because um, they have a lot of road racing stuff going on with Porsche and uh our factor stuff and like he's got a full plate and he's doing this very much full time so uh you know this is just another series for him honestly it's is how it seems but um that doesn't seem to impact his performance at all he's he's gotten he got really fast before we before he even got into this series um like through road to pro and pro he was always one of the faster cars and in my opinion the best driver in the field um and then you know, he might have been a little bit uh, missing some racecraft uh, and confidence at the start of the year, but, you know, he's become a really formidable racer by the midpoint in the season this year, and, you know, now he's obviously a championship competitor, competitor if not a favorite. Certainly is. Now, now, gentlemen, in close of this interview with all three of you, I want to ask you each individually the emotions of if you do win this championship, neither all of you have yet to win a championship, but this will be your first. 
Bobby, I want to start with you. How would you feel winning for you after being in the sport for such a long period of time, as well as winning for Latart and as well as for Kowanda? Yeah, I mean, honestly, the first feeling will be just about me, just happy for myself uh, if I want it. And then, you know, then comes all the partners and the teams and all that. Be be happy to do it because, um, yeah, like like 2017, I made the final. And I didn't really, like, I knew it was kind of lose. It was really quick that year. And I'd have to just do what I could to try to, to beat him on that day. And I want to finish P2 in that race, but I took two tires under green accidentally. And then Clamp stole my P2, which we still joke about sometimes. But, um, like, that year, I didn't really expect to win it. But then the last two years, before this year, uh, I was going in hoping to win it. And it just didn't get done. So, like, I, I guess I would just be really relieved. Because I've always felt like eventually it's going to happen because I'm always up front. I'm always contending. And now I'm usually making the final four. Um, and that doesn't happen by accident. So I think I'd just be really, really relieved. But I think my reaction this year would be a bit different than than last year. Um, I, I don't know. I have no idea really how I'm going to react. I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. <laughs> Certainly, indeed. Keegan, how about you? Yeah, I'll have to echo Bobby a little bit that Relief is probably the first word that'll come come through because you know I've been competing in the championship and uh, in the series and and I made the playoffs every year so far. Um, didn't make the final four in any of them except 2019, but uh, as many people remember, that was a pretty close finish and ended in disappointment. But uh, so yeah, relief will come over me. But um, I say that because I'm not a very emotional person in general, but. After my Bristol win, you know, I was caught on camera, I'm sure, and pretty much everyone, all the drivers heard when I keyed up, you know, <laughs> capable of uh, expressing some excitement once in a while. So um, I'm sure I-, I can't really predict it. I don't know how exactly I would react, but uh, yeah, it would be a pretty big deal for me to win the title. And finally, Logan, your thoughts. Yeah, relief is definitely um, a really great way to explain it. Uh, you know, I mean, I haven't made the playoffs every year, but I've always been uh, very close. And what I was like, I talked about earlier, you know, when I do when I don't make the playoffs, I really exceed uh, in the playoffs to where if I would have made it, I would have made the final four uh, most years. But uh, I think everyone knows that I'm a very emotional po- uh, person on, you know, both ends. Uh, so, you know, obviously, you know, you look, you look at Atlanta and, you know, that was just a win, not a championship. So uh, there would definitely be a lot of emotion uh, coming through me uh, if I did win the championship. You know, it's, uh, you know, I just think back to like years past and, you know, where I came from and stuff like that. You know, I just think of that little kid who, you know, dreamed of, you know, being a race car driver and stuff like that, you know, even though this isn't real life, you know, it's, you know, it's still just a dream come true to get, you know, get all this exposure and, you know, all these teams coming in and the drivers noticing you and stuff like that, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a real honor to be in this position. Well, gentlemen, we want to say thank you for your time on joining us here tonight. And of course, for those of you who are listening to the iRacers download, please make sure you tune in on Tuesday, October 12th at the Virtual Texas Motor Speedway, where Bobby Zelensky, Keegan Leahy, Logan Clampett, and Mitchell DeYoung will battle for the chance of $100,000 in championship prize as coverage starts on the iRacing Countdown to Green at 830 The race starts at 9 o'clock on all of NASCAR's streaming services along with iRacing. This 
is Bobby Zelensky, Keegan Leahy, and Logan Clampett on the iRacers download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the iRacers download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Justin Prince along with Taylor Burris, our producer Wayne Owens, and Justin, it was great to hear from three of our championship four contenders, and a lot was said about regarding Talladega because Talladega was not what we expected as far as the drama, the buildup going into this final race of the playoffs before we head to the championship four. I mean, when we talked about Talladega last, I kind of alluded to it a little bit on who would be willing to try and get a second line working. I was shocked to see absolutely nobody one even attempted, it seemed, throughout the entire time. And for those who have raced on the service for the past few months or seen various broadcasts of various leagues and series, knew that's how the package functions. If you don't have a fair bit of help to get momentum on the second line, you end up losing time and can lose the draft of the whole pack in front. And in turn, in a lot of cases, the undercut call is the smart call and in turn, your entire top five plus had the call to do that, and then some. They had the synchronization. Again, it was Nick Oninger who took the victory over Logan Clampett, Bob Bryant, Matt Busa, Michael Conti. And here's the crazy part to me, Taylor. Clampett didn't necessarily need to win. He could get on, on point, in on points either way, just about worth where he was at. But... If you're Bob Bryant, Matt Boos, and Michael Conti, for the most part, go for it. Somebody had to go for it. Conti at least tried it for a moment, but no one else showed the urgency we were expecting, knowing there was a spot at the championship four on the line. That was what was surprised me most, because when we think Talladega racing, yes, we know the package, you have to have the momentum on the outside to make the pass. And granted, I knew for a fact Logan, since he was comfortable running in second behind his teammate of Nick Ottinger, he wasn't going to really push the issue. He was so far locked in. But like you said, only one driver really went out and made an attempt, which was Conti, along with his teammate Brad Davies. So the junior motorsports drivers try to give it an all good, honest junior motorsports effort, knowing how junior would race at Talladega. But nobody else really wanted to make that jump. And if you also think about it, Justin, not only do we have to worry about who's going to make it to the final four, but this is also a race that's kind of penultimate for finding out who's coming back for next year for 2022. Because if we look at the point standings of those in the top 20, Garrett Maines or Elliott Sadler Esports, he has a two point advantage before he could be eliminated. Jake Nichols from Mode Motorsports, Ray Alfala from Joe Gibbs Racing, they are outside looking in, along with Blake Reynolds from Shadow McLaren. So I'm surprised some drivers didn't try to make major efforts to make major gains towards the end of the race. Because other than the opening caution that we had on lap one involving Ray Alfala, there was really no action other than people cutting each other for pit stops. If anything, the Ray Alfala spin kind of hosed to some of the calls possibly and opened up in turn, a lot of those calls, Taylor, to undercut it and in turn under fuel for to split the various packs. 
And it became where if you didn't have a group of technical alliance mates, and let's be quite honest on this, you needed to have those alliances to be able to see properly, or at least some alliances for the race itself to plan out your strategy, you're a sitting duck. Because if you're in the main pack, it was not quick enough, Taylor, to close on in to, a, say, a five, six-car breakaway who underfueled it in turn, having someone who's just about taped the whole thing up on the front nose. So it's I don't think it's more so just the urgency of the light of the race. It was the calls in the first half of the race set the tone the rest of the way and made it to where a lot of the drivers who needed to urgently make passes couldn't. And keep this in mind, too. There was a fair bit of action in a couple of those breakaway packs in the last stage. If anything, there was actually an incident in the closing stages. It's worth noting between a few drivers such as Ray and company. So there was some battling to the line. It's just they couldn't get um, the caution they needed to have the chance to bunch everyone back up, which could have caused pandemonium. Certainly did indeed, and of course, we'll have to see who will be able to win the championship in a couple of weeks' time at Texas Motor Speedway, as well as who will be back into the 2022 eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series as far as we'll determine the top 20. So you can catch the action once again on October 12th on all of iRacing and NASCAR streaming services. But we go ahead and leave the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series, and we head to the world of iRacing Rallycross, and they headed out to Atlanta Motor Speedway where none other than John Robinson Robertson took home the checkered flag there and very dominant fashion for Subaru as Subaru collected the entire top 10 in this race for Subaru as domination you could see with the Rallycross Championship, the importance of that manufacturer have really showcased their talent. Absolutely, and it's why so many drivers love to race it, right? But look at it this way. iRacing, I think, described it pretty well when they were promoting the finish on social media. That some people may say, the perfect Joker lap doesn't exist. Then you get the tape evidence of, you wait to take the Joker lap for the right time, you take that Joker perfectly, you can make the pass, and guess what? You win the race if you play it out right. And guess what? It was played out right. For that world championship race. Especially with everyone else so busy battling up towards in front of them. The focus kind of went away. and he, It was just a quiet sneak of the race win, Taylor. And that's where, if you play it out right, you can take the win just like that. If the Joker, you time it up right, takes advantage of those who are bleeding time fighting. Certainly is. And of course, one of the major things and one of the most interesting things also is last week's winner at Daytona... Tommy Hallman didn't even make the finals. He didn't even finish in that. So it just shows you the twists and turns, the ups and downs of rallycross racing. So that just completely flips the entire point standings on its lid when it comes to the world championship. John Robertson now leads by about four points. So it just shows the technicality and the craziness of the iRacing World Rallycross Championship. Of course, the iRacing Rallycross All-Star Invitational went to Best in the Desert racer Luke Nupp, who took home the checker flag there. And, of course, they will be getting ready for their next round next Wednesday as they head over to Iowa Speedway. I'm curious on how Iowa will play out because it's a pretty 
intriguing track, one with an intriguing joker and in turn intriguing corners. So I'm to use intriguing one more time, curious to see how things play out. Certainly will indeed. And of course, we cannot forget the final World Championship Series that has been competing. It's the Force Dynamic Delara iRacing Grand Prix Championship. They headed out to Interlagos in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And of course, Justin, it was none other than Apex Racing back at the top of the leaderboard, finally collecting another win for the overall group of the team as Peter Berryman took home the win in dominant fashion. His first ever World Championship victory, too. He had scored a few decent points in the original Grand Prix series a few years back, but the thing to keep in mind with that race was it was Apex and SDK Gaming dominated. What I mean by that is Berryman, Constantini, along with Johan Harth, just dictated the pace of that race much of the time. They were able to quickly pass the pole sitter, and Vent Luznord, and just run away. And the thing that kind of sealed the race towards his direction in turn, Taylor, you have to think about, is Van Luznord having a pit limiter issue. That caused a speeding penalty. Without the speeding penalty, who knows? We might see the 69 on the top step of the podium once more. But instead, Apex was able to just do Apex things, even with the strategy mix-ups, with drivers trying some mediums against the hards, and the hards just had the better tire wear. They certainly do indeed, and of course, they are looking forward to heading off to the next round, which will be on next Thursday at 3 p.m. as we leave the Americas and now head back over to Europe to compete at Monza. And with that, it is time that we come to a close here on the iRacers Download. For Justin Prince, Wayne Owens, I am Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network presented by Crosley Radio and NASCAR Digital Media.